Welcome to Creative Conversations with Costume Designers. Oh my gosh, that was a lot. <laughs> well, us costume designers have a lot to say about what it looks like to tell stories with clothing. I'm your host, Mandy Line. I've been a costume designer for the last 22 years. During COVID-19 lockdown, I felt lost, not being able to make words on a page come to life through costume design. I decided to reach out to my peers, come to find that they felt the same way. I decided to seize the moment and start this podcast. We don't need a lockdown to want to be inspired, motivated, and entertained. So each week, tune in to hear amazing, (laughs) unexpected stories of what it looks like to be a costume designer to them. No one's story is the same. Trust me. Are you ready? I am. Let's do this. Each episode is brought to you by the Western Costume Company, your one-stop shop for all your costume needs. I mean, stories about Julia Roberts in the parking lot going to audition for Pretty Women for this movie about a hooker that she didn't think was going to go anywhere. I mean, this is just one of the little tidbits that you're going to get when listening to my next guest, Eduardo Castro. Okay, here we go. Hey, how are you? Okay, this is perfect. Let me do my little light. I do a little light thing. There we go. I tried to find a collar. Is your collar popped? Oh, kind of. I love it. That's my favorite. I was looking for a popped collar just for you. It's very (laughs) Diane Keaton, you know? It's very Eduardo Castro. It's supposed to hide, you know, Milena uses scarves. And I just do this. <laughs> oh, I'll just, I, I realize, I think I'm just going to stack my jewelry the older I get. I'm like, okay, we'll just keep on going. So first of all, thank you for being here. Thank you for everyone that tuned in. I like to do a little intro before we talk, because let me tell you, this man has so many credits, I could be here for two hours. So I'm going to run down, uh, you know, some of your credits. And now tell me if I have this wrong, Eduardo. I've got seven Emmy nominations 11-time CDG nominations, five winning CDG nomination, and one career achievement? Like, Yeah, that's called the old award. Yeah, you know. Uh, <laughs> so I think I'm just going to drop the mic and walk away because that is, first of all, a testament to your work. And I'm going to run down a couple of your credits now. Sure. If college students are watching or even new designers that, yeah. you know, need to know more about Eduardo – Go on IMDb, check out his credits, but I'm going to highlight a couple, just a couple. We've got Once Upon a Time, Castle, Ugly Betty, Elvis miniseries, which, by the way, I dove into that last night, Um, Kama Sutra, and I'm going to shout out Bird on a Wire. I'm kind of dying with that. (laughs) (laughs) That was my first movie. That's what I read. One of my questions is going to get into your first, and then we've got your first television show if i'm not correct miami vice right that was, that was the first television show i designed yes that was wow the first one that uh uh yeah i had done television before right. but uh as a costumer you know and I, I was doing fame with nan rose buckman that was before we had designers on and um and then uh then miami vice came along yeah did you work with nia peoples yes She's one of my good friends. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. I love yeah, her. Yeah, that was a, oh God, that was a long, long time ago. Yeah. If, if you look at her photos, that woman hasn't aged. It's I know. On, she's, she's quite beautiful. It's unreal. So first of all, 
I always like to ask the beginning, uh, how are you and where are you? Are you in Los Angeles? I'm in Los Angeles. I live in Pasadena. And it's quite beautiful here today. It's really gorgeous. Mm -hmm. It's a gorgeous day. Um, and uh, we, we're very blessed to have some space here, you know, right. in California. And uh, a, a, a nice big yard. And I have three dogs. So I'm, I'm uh, doing quite well here under this okay. situation. Right, right. No, your dogs, if you guys follow his Facebook, <laughs> your Facebook is so interesting because you've got like the love with your dogs and then you have this like artistic inspiration with your home. And one of my favorite things that you do are your like movie reviews. You say oh. it like it is. It's like my favorite <laughs> thing to tune into. So thank you. <laughs> it's very hard to do. You know, the, the reviews are hard. I found that if I, I do a negative review, oh my God, they're, 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 uh, they're after me. And, right. Uh, so the ones I do write, are, I try to find the good things that I, I like about something. But it, it's a pastime I have. I, I enjoy writing those things, yes. No, I love that. And it inspires me to see movies that maybe I haven't seen before. So his Facebook, you guys, oh, yeah. is very colorful. No, I love it. Um, so one of the things I always talk about, like, is your inspiration and, you know, being in the business so long, where do you find your inspiration? But that's, that's not necessarily my question. I want to tell you, and I don't know if you know this, but I've been doing this for 21 years. And there is a moment that I go back to at least once a year. I was at FIDM and I had a TV show called Greek and we had a little, we were in the very, very back corner. I was so honored to be there. It was my first TV show I ever designed and I was by myself and I was walking out. We stopped, we did a little small talk and you said to me, and I want to get it right. And you said, keep it up. You will be just fine. And I swear to God, I wanted to look around and be like, did anyone just see this? <laughs> So I've, I've been meaning for all these years to just say thank you for just giving that piece of encouragement, you know, at times things go like this. And you really, you said something that mattered to me. So thank you. I think it's important. I once, uh, a few years ago, uh, I was at the uh, FIDM, you know, during the exhibit. Mm -hmm. and, uh, 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 I was there with uh, a few fr friends of mine who I brought down for the Emmys. Uh, you know, my cutter fitter and a couple of customers. And uh, during that time, I ran into uh, this person. Yeah. And she was so excited about the costumes for Downton Abbey. And I said, well, talk to Caroline McCall. She's right there. She's very accessible. And she'd love to yeah. hear from me. And she talked to her for about 10 minutes. And she was so um, happy to have made that connection. Right. And, uh, then she came back to me and she said, and what do you do? And I said, oh, I do this show. <laughs> I do this show that was here called Once Upon a Time. And uh, she ran into the bathroom. Oh, and she came back after about three minutes. I said, what, what's wrong? She was yeah. crying. She was I crying. I was going to say that. And I said, I said, why, why are you crying? And uh, this is kind of uh, sad. What, 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 what she said, she, was, she must have been around maybe almost 40 years old. And she had been at FIDM like 20 years before, 20 years before. And she was told that um, she wasn't going to amount to anything, that she should really get out of the business. And I said, I'm so upset that someone told you that. Yeah. And that someone did not see whatever it is, your passion or your wish. And, and so the point of this, this story is that yeah. 
you 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 can't denigrate somebody's dream and um anyone listening those who have a dream have to follow it and if you really want to enter into this uh crazy business um, <laughs> uh you will you will succeed if you if you really want to and if you love it and if you love it and in the end i you know she asked me what should i do now and, and uh, she's in a position where she's financially stable and she she doesn't need the money so much and i said and she lived in seattle i said go to your local theater group and get that creativity out there and um she seemed uh she said oh gosh at least somebody tells me something and the 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 key to a lot of what we do and i've been mentoring students this week from all over i love that from, from, i love that uh, from la city college from ucla from uh uh, uh carnegie mellon and wow. and uh what's interesting is uh they're coming in here at, at a time that's very strange and Mm -hmm. It might be better. We don't know. We don't know anything. But yeah. but the the important thing is uh for these new people, these new students to have dreams, to have heroes. Who are your heroes? I like that. I like who, that. Yeah. Who, who who are your heroes? When I was a kid, when I was uh, uh at Western at uh, no, in college before I went to Western, I had three heroes. I had um Milena Cananero, who did Chariots of Fire, and she has four Oscars, and she did Grand Budapest Hotel and Barry right. Lyndon and Out of Africa and all this. Then <laughs> there was Anne Roth, who was a fellow, uh, you know, alumni of Carnegie Mellon. And mm. She's now 87 years old, and she is doing, I don't know how many, you know, she has Broadway shows, she's got movies, she's still going strong. And the other one was Theodora Van Runkel, who, who wow. did Bonnie and Clyde and one right. of the Godfathers. And, and you know, when I was at Western, I thought, oh my God, it would be so wonderful just to meet them and say hello. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, I not only got to meet them, I got to work with them. And okay. each one was extremely generous. And of course, Milena was the one that's responsible for me doing Miami Vice. Yeah. But, 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 but if you have a hero, contact them. There I see that all the time. Contact, contact them. You never know. You just never know when the the time is going to be right where you 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 look at somebody and oh i just got this email or something mm -hmm. and yeah maybe you know maybe maybe the time is right for me to help somebody we we never know you, but if you don't try it'll never happen well that's that's so interesting you said that because i think that passion and that diligence applies to so many things in life even me just getting guests on the show oh yeah Right. I'm just like, and I'm like, screw it. I'm going to ask Ruth Carter. And my friend's like, yeah, good luck. And then she said, yes. And then you said, yes, just yesterday I got the, um, I fingers crossed. I may have the designer from a star is born. Um, oh. yeah. So I've got, and, and, and it's the same thing because you never know. Um, who's going to say yes. You, you, you just never know, but, but it's important for you to look up to, uh, designers that mean something and 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 it's not just the star designers that no do the big it's the it's the ones that do the small little tv show here or the yep you know they're, yep. they're, they're 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 equally as uh difficult sometimes uh you know everybody said to me oh my god uh once upon a time must have been the hardest thing ever and i said no it was the easiest thing i ever did I it was easy because I had a crew of about 55 and three, <laughs> three cutter fitters and I had the most amazing assistants. And my neighbor across the street, uh, 
Robin Kennedy was working on um, uh, either Raising Hope or one of those yeah. uh, the, the, those uh, sitcoms. And they were much harder. It was a half hour show she was mm -hmm. doing. And she had like a change a minute <laughs> yeah, with, yeah. with these flashbacks. And each one had to be uh, aged and, and broken down okay. and double. And, and it was much harder than mine. Mine was uh, yeah, it was a glamorous show, but we had one change in episode and, and you know, uh, we planned it a certain way. And, and we all know how crazy television can be because it is absolutely crazy. It, it, it's, it we're doesn't asked matter to do, if it's modern or period. It's no, it doesn't matter. And, right. and, and a lot of times I think the modern ones are much harder to do. And, and, and the ones that are much harder to do are those shows that are about real people in real clothes. It's easy to do high fashion. Right? It's easy to do because low, it's low like end. aspirational yeah. and but, yeah. but uh, try and do an everyday show where you have multiple women or multiple stars and you you're trying to find the focus on each one mm -hmm. and uh, keep it, uh, you know, it all in your head that, uh, oh, she's in this color, she's in that color, this, that, well, and, the other. And, 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 and it's such uh, it's such a, a, a taxing job. But I find modern clothes are a lot, you know, every time I did a, an evil queen or some kind of yeah. elaborate costume, the studio said, okay, fine, fine. Yeah, right? Yeah, but, conceptual but Jen stuff. Jennifer Morrison in a t-shirt, it's like, well, could we see another t-shirt? Can we see another pair of You know of why? Because they, they think that they can relate, you know, more. So well, they, they do. Well, they, they do right? relate. They do relate. Yeah, not yeah. Think. They, they, they do relate. But, um, you know, um, I didn't have that on Miami Vice so much. I, I, I was kind of left alone on Miami Vice. Or, or maybe it was so long ago, I can't <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, speaking. You, you, you know, yes. Speaking of Miami Vice, I mean, uh, I love literally everything you just said touches on a question that I have. So this is a perfect segue. So Miami Vice, I was talking to my um, assistant that helps me make my videos. And I said, oh, I have a song for you. I have a song for you. And he was like, I've never heard this song. I was like, let me, you know, so it was the Miami Vice. And then I was reading, um, you know, more about your transition into it. Now for even costume designers who've been in the business, I still like to know, like, you were working with the Milena Cananero, and yeah. then you became the designer. Can you explain that, like, transition? How yeah, that, what, 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 what happened was I was doing a show called Fame, and I was quite happy. Uh, I was doing... Uh, the men's costumes and my uh, friend from uh, college, Nan Rose Buckman, was doing the women and we sort of did it together. And it was my my first foray into number one, making any kind of real money, uh, <laughs> and which which is important. And then it was a nice little place for me. I, I felt very, very comfortable. And one day I got a phone call from Richard Chisler, uh, this designer from um, uh, that was uh, assisting Milena. And uh, he said, uh, my, um, I'm working with Milena and she's looking for someone to uh, work with on this project, Miami Vice. And I, um, I said, I'm not, I don't know, you know, uh, I'm, I'm doing this show. And uh, I went to the head of MGM at that time. His name was Norman Berza. And I, I said, listen, they're asking me about this show, Miami Vice. Should I take this or should I stay Was here? there a buzz about it yet? Oh yeah, it? yeah. Oh, it was a okay. huge hit. It was a okay. it was oh, already. hit because it was this Got was it. the third year already. And so it was Got a it. huge, 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 huge hit. And um and they had brought in Milena Cananero 
you know, uh, to uh, head this. And uh, Norman Burza said, um, what are you thinking? Just get out of here and go on an adventure. <laughs> go on an adventure. It'll be, it'll be your first location. And what it was, was they were looking for a costume supervisor. And I am not a costume supervisor at yeah, all. I'm yes. like the worst. But I'm, uh, I'm too, too. Uh, uh, I went and met with Milena. Tenonero at a store called Parachute in Beverly Hills. It was a Canadian store and, and they were uh, connected with Miami Vice. They were giving some of the wardrobe there. Anyway, I met Milena and uh, in less than a minute, she offered me the job. She just, I don't know what it was. She just, just knew. She just took a look at me yeah. and she, she liked the elements. And also part of, part of her uh, uh, request uh, in meeting people to fill yeah. this position, she said they had to be nice. Mm, and so that. when when my name was thrown around, I guess four or five people kept mentioning my name. So meant that, to be that that, that, that happened. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, what happened was uh, uh, I talked to Milena and I said, "Listen, I'm not a supervisor. So oh, you can do it. It'll be fine." <laughs> You're like, "I don't." You can do it. <laughs> you can do it. She said. She said this you do this one season as the costume supervisor and I will make sure they make you the designer um, in the following season, which, was what, which is what happened. And it was, it was uh, uh, a tremendous experience. And what it was, was it was a great introduction being the supervisor for a year. Mm. But what's interesting about Miami Vice, and, and this will shock you, uh, we had a crew of six. That was it. Right? It was a crew That's of crazy. six. There was no shopper. Uh, I had, it was me and my assistant, Austin. We did yeah. all the shopping. Uh, there was a person on the set. There was a seamstress. And there was a supervisor. Yep. And there was an extra person on the set. But, I mean, it was small. It was like, and I believe, I believe my budget was around $11,000 was the pattern. Right. But we had uh, unlimited uh clothes from Hugo Boss and we also got it. Had unlimited clothes from Parachute. Uh, All those great shoulder pads, jackets, were those Hugo, most of them Hugo Boss? No, 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 no. Uh, Hugo Boss provided the suits. Got so it. that helped me with, uh, you know, just the suit situation. Yeah. Uh, where, where this came in, uh, where, where Miami Vice became much more interesting than any other show was that right. Michael Matt sent me and Richard uh, Schisler to Europe. So yeah. we went to Milan. We went to That's Paris, it. we went to London, and we shopped for Don Johnson and the girls. And uh, we met with uh, Versace in, in, uh, in Milan and uh, uh, Armani and uh, Giuliano Fujiwara, all of these wonderful Italian designers that you know, gave us things uh, uh, either wholesale. We found this wonderful place in Milan called Il Salvagente, which is like Filene's basement. Mm -hmm. And we bought out the whole collection. Oh God, they must have loved it, yeah. So, so uh, there was a, a healthy budget up front in terms of, of an amortized budget. And um, I also made a lot of stuff. We made a lot of things. I made a lot of jackets yes. for Don. I made uh, things. But it was a, you know, Miami Vice taught me how to be fast. It was really, you know, it was, it was you know, I had Elizabeth Ashley come in on a red eye. And I, uh, I met her at 7 o'clock in the morning. She had six changes that day. I had to work that day. That day, yeah. 
and uh, Isn't that TV a for you? No, no. And then we had a situation where we brought in, they brought in Lorraine Bracco to play the romance <laughs> lead for, for uh, Don. And we had shot the entire episode and they fired her and we reshot the entire episode. Oh God. And I got a note on my desk uh, saying Lorraine Bracco is uh, no longer with us. Okay. Uh, fine. Uh, Sheena Easton arrives today. She uh, shoots tomorrow in three scenes. <laughs> and her wedding dress is in four days. Oh, in a so, wedding uh, dress. Oh, that's always easy just to throw in. <laughs> My gosh. Uh, we, we, we made her wedding dress. And we made that Don Johnson's tuxedo in New York. Um, and... Um, um, it was it was quite the adventure. It was it was quite the adventure. Did and you know you were working on something like when you're working on something that big? Sometimes you don't even you're just going going going. Did you feel that you were literally working on something that would set trends forever? I mean, well, you, you know, this is my feeling, and they they always call me, uh, especially when I did Ugly Betty, and and yeah. they say, what's the next new fashion trend? I said, oh, I am the worst. I am the worst. Uh, in terms that of fashion, question, yeah. I, I, I am I am not a fashionista. All my clothes are basically from Target, but but I know what looks good, and I know yep. what is. I, I I keep my eyes out uh, open so that you know. Oh, this looks interesting mm -hmm. right now. This looks interesting now. Yep. So I, I never uh, expected a trend to happen, and the the interesting thing about Miami Vice is. That really, that look of Miami Vice came from uh, the original designer was a designer named Jody Tillen, and you know she's this uh, uh, you know person. If you were to look at her, would never even think twice that right. she's going right. to create this. But what created Miami Vice was Miami itself. When you go to Miami, True. And you are, it's like hot. It's right, hot. everything hot. about it. You, you took your socks off. That wasn't yeah, anything yeah. intentional. It's just like, and the colors were like, oh, white looks so good. Mm -hmm, true, white with that so sun, good. yeah. The pastels look so good. I love the environment uh, affected it so much. Yes, and what happened was uh, the third year when Milena took over and Michael Mann had this wonderful idea to do everything dark. Oh. So we did <laughs> for about, two episodes yeah yeah we, we did uh, a lot of black a lot of dark and this was when i was still the supervisor and melena left the day before shooting and melena saw this sea of black suits yeah. in the hallway and uh these this is what she said to me when uh <laughs> when she left she said eduardo you must fix <laughs> and that was it you must fix this. she's like this is not this is not gonna work but you know you did what the well director you know needed. what it yeah. was we, we we questioned it i understand it but he, i think michael was trying to move on to the next big thing but really miami vice needed to be where miami vice was right right uh, it was uh, always high fashion you know, it was always high fashion. It just needed to and, continue. Yeah, and, and I did get to work with some amazing uh, actors. Well, uh, that was going to be my question. Yeah. yeah. Julia yeah. Roberts. Now, Melanie Griffith, this is a little, were they together before Miami no. Vice? Well, yeah, no, they were, they, they were uh, married before Miami Vice. And oh, they were. Arrived, yeah, yeah. And she arrived 
and um, she was really very, very sweet. And we, we, we had a chance to work with her. And um, I remember that my assistant, Austin, we had done a Vicky Teal dress on her, uh, metallic dress, and she, she had just had a baby. Okay. Not, not, so she was breastfeeding. So we were taping her breasts. Of course. And, they squirt, and of course it squirted out. <laughs> But uh, no, uh, she she was fantastic. Uh, we had uh, Helena Bonham Carter. Oh, I did not know that. Oh, oh yeah, she played she played uh, Don Johnson's druggy girlfriend. Was she as quirky as we would think she is? Like is she is she? I think she developed that further on. Because Little Tim Burton she, aspect. She, yeah. She this was before Tim Burton, and this was this was right after Room with a View. Oh, got so it. she was very young. She was still living with her parents. She was still living with wow. her parents. But when, but when she came, when she came to Miami, and you know it was blistering hot, she wanted to wear tights. Ooh, can I wear some tights? Can I wear some? Isn't yeah. that fun? That seems like something. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. But but that's what that's her thing. And um, another person that was wonderful was uh, Annette Benning, who wow. was in a wonderful play, and. I had uh, I had dressed her in this white leather dress from North Beach Leather, and she I was great. That. She was wonderful. And and about uh, twelve years later, twelve twelve or thirteen years later, I think I was. Oh, Robin Kennedy's on here. Oh, good. There you That's go. Funny. There, yeah, there yeah. So, I think that uh, uh, I was working on a film called Bullworth with uh, Warren Beatty. One of and one of my favorite films. Oh, it's a, it's a great film. It's a great film. And I was helping Milena on that one. And uh, I was running around and Annette caught my eye. And, uh, you know, I, I was crazed and she was yeah. looking yeah. after her children at the time. And uh, she said, don't we know each other? I said, yes. <laughs> I said, way back. Do you, yeah. I said, do you, do you remember a white leather dress? And she said, oh, Miami Vice. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, white leather dress in Miami. That's amazing. She's like, I well, remember this. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, so, so, but she was, she was wonderful. Uh, you know, one of those amazing actresses that uh, has gone so on to have to that. A, a, a stellar career. Right. And, um, yeah. and then Julia, Julia was amazing. And she uh, was a baby. Was that before Pretty Woman? I'll tell you, oh, I'll have a story. So tell me. this is what happened with Julia Roberts. She came up to the fitting. She bounced in and said, hi, my name is Julia. I'm here, oh. for, you. I'm here for my fitting. And I said, yeah. oh, okay. And then, uh, this was so cute. We had a mood board of things. And Austin, my assistant, had mood boards of all her, like, model hero boys. And it, she was adorable. She came she she came into the room and she said, oh, I dated him. No. Oh, I dated <laughs> I him. I dated him. <laughs> oh, let's see, let's see. <laughs> it was funny. So she came into her fitting and she was wonderful and she was great. And at the end of the fitting, yeah. she uh, she said, oh, there's someone who wants to meet you. And I said, who? Well, my boyfriend. My boyfriend wants to meet you because okay. he, was on, he was on the show the year before. And I said, well, who is it? Oh, you know, his name is Liam. It was Liam Nesson. And so that of course was, it was. So of course he came it was. Up, he came up and he was very sweet and we had a little chat and we had worked with him before. Yeah. yeah. And later that night, Leah, uh, Liam and 
Julia came up and said, hey, you know, uh, where can we go eat? We want to have something to eat and I will call a cab. And, you know, if you let us know where we can go, a nice, cool place to eat. And I said, here's my car. Take my car. And there's a place called The Strand. It just opened. It's pretty cool. You'll like yeah. it. I gave them my keys. They went down there. They came back about 45 minutes later. And I said, what happened? They said, oh, we couldn't get in. We couldn't get in. You know, there are nobody's at that time. Isn't so we just Julie Roberts going to get in? I love it. So, so we we just got a bottle of wine and a bag, you know, some food from a bodega. Yeah. And that, that, oh. that was that. So we, we did that. But cut to a year and a half later, a year and a half later, I'm, and I'm at Western Costume in the parking lot. And Julia flags me down. And she goes, Eddie, Eddie. I go, oh, oh, hi, you remember me? I yeah. said, yeah, Julia, of course. You know, uh, I, of course I remember you. And uh, <laughs> so we, we chatted and we talked about what are you up to? And I can't, I think I was doing something with Tom Selleck, some Western or something. Oh, Tom Selleck, yeah. And, and, and then I asked her what she was doing. And she said, oh, well, I've been auditioning and it's been a rough week. You know, uh, she had, it was a week of rejection. She didn't get this interview. She didn't get See, that everybody, interview. there's rejection in life. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and, and this is the thing. Uh, she said, I even got rejected for Santa Barbara. The, the, soap, the, the, right? The soap, Barbara, right? Yeah. yeah. So, and so we ended, and then she, we talked about what she had been doing in between. And she said, I was on this movie and the director was really tough on me. And I know the director because I worked on him. Uh, yeah. It was, uh, Her Herbert Ross was the director. And uh, she said, he made me cry every day. Oh. It was a real hard show. It was a really yeah. tough show. And it was really, really you know, difficult. And she didn't know whether anything was going to come out of that. And that was Steel Magnolias. That was Steel Magnolias. And if you look at Steel Magnolias again, anytime yeah. you watch it, she's such the core of the, uh, of the film. Oh. And, and there's such an authenticity to her performance. Every movement is authentic and real and you believe her as as with everybody right so with that cast so I, I so finally i left and i said well i hope i hope you know how we see each other again and uh, and i said what are you going to do now she said oh i'm going over to disney to read for this prostitute and i probably won't get i've got the chills and uh <sighs> And the rest is history. And you there know, you, here, you And what's interesting is here is a person that at that time was not a person that wanted to be number one on the call sheet. Yeah. yeah. You know, there are those actors, oh, I have to be number one on this the call is, sheet. Yeah. Yeah. She, she was just after, after something herself. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. um, because that's another authentic performance, you know. And so uh, I from think that that's. Point that's... Out, her success is because we want, we believe her, you know, we really I think do. it's true. It's, I think it's true with any of us. And when, you know, we're always up for shows that uh, my agent, I said, really, Craig, I don't think that I, uh, uh, no, this is not something. You I, sound like me. This is great. You know, I really don't. I really don't think I, I, I can do this. And, uh, um, I, I, I'm sad there was a project that came up last uh, year that I would have liked to have done, but I was committed to something else. And it was uh, Always uh, a movie in Mexico with um, Gael Garcia Bernal. Ooh. And he was playing a gay Mexican gay wrestler, sort of a la Liberace from the 60s. I said, yeah. oh, I would have loved to have done that. But, you know, this, this happens, you know, we yep. get presented with 
this project or that project, which one do I take? Is this a good move? Is that a good move? Right, you know? right. And then, and then, then, then there are those projects you really, really want and can't even get a isn't that get, yeah uh, yeah yeah get stuck in yeah i mean even at your level like you know <laughs> i'm here you're here but there's you know there's people that are here oh no you, no it's it's, 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 it's right? even on the highest level even that's Malena what i always Canada, try to tell these you know, young uh, students you know melena cananero who has four oscars she she wants she she had the funniest thing to say one day she said oh, i want to do this movie it's a very nice movie i want to do it but sandy powell is in the way <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Sandy Powell, I love that. <laughs> yeah, she, she's wonderful, but she's committed to, she's ensconced with Martin Scorsese. And every American designer at that point back then wanted to do Gangs of New York. Oh, God. But, you know, but even, even when you're at a high level, there are elements there where producers are going to say, oh, well, uh, is she going to be too expensive? Is she going to be mm -hmm. that? You never know. And, and, and you never know. You, you really don't. So... Um, it's kind of the nightmare and the beauty of our, our business, True. you know, uh, you know, uh, and, and, and you just never know uh, when an opportunity is going to happen that uh, is going to help you. Yeah. Tracy so. Field and Sal always say one of the most important skills is awareness. Be aware. Oh, absolutely. Who's right. Right. Be aware. Yeah, be aware. Be aware. And also, uh, you know, my agent would say, oh, I'm putting you up for this show. Mm -hmm. I'm also putting up Julie Weiss. I said, OK, fine. You know, and, 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 and but but you have to be on top of your game. I one you Ruth Carter yeah. always swears. Yeah, by and, that. I, I, and Ruth and I have been up for the same thing a couple of times. And we've both done the little we were just talking the other day uh, i was talking to her and it's like you know she's known for um a black panther right. but really the small movies oh. uh, when she started out were really what uh marked her as i think a brilliant designer oh that's when i was interviewing her the couple days into it i just went down and watched her movies and started watching yeah. do the right thing and one oh, of the yeah. things, right? It's 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 that that history behind it all. One of the things a lot of people um want me to talk about before our time runs out, and it's really, I mean, honestly, no, first question is, are you writing a book at any point in time in your life? <laughs> I'm not kidding you. You tell the best stories. Like I need to be able to read this. Number one. Well, um, <laughs> let's put it this way. I'm in the process of uh, putting some things together, and Good. whether it will be a there's a couple ways to do it. Uh, yeah. One is a memoir, but I don't want to do a memoir. I'm not that famous for that. Another way is to do uh, a book of short stories, which is much more. I like, like that, uh, actually. What, 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 yeah. They're, they're little tidbits and they're little charming tidbits. And uh, the, the people that I have met and the situations that I've encountered in this world uh all seem more suited to a book of short stories people are so, freaking out they love that idea they love it so 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 what i think is uh i have a box right over there uh, and i'm trying to uh do it in in stages there was my life before western costume company yeah. there was my life at carnegie mellon university and almost all of my good old friends are i still you know i was roommates with daniel orlandi Wow. So we were, you know, we bounced off each other. I love you know, that. We, we bounced off each other. And, um, and then there's my life uh, at the music center where I was an usher for three years. 
and uh, then there's my life at Western Costume Company. Mm -hmm. it, it, that was like uh, once you once you finish college, once you finish college, you've done your classic education. Now it's a time of real education. Oh, real the, the real hard knocks exactly. And, <laughs> and 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 it's like watching you know difficult actors with uh, designers as you're an assistant and seeing how they handle them, and then you yourself getting. Uh, in the hot seat, and yep. you sort of like, okay. And I, I got through that part pretty well. I got through that part uh, uh, pretty well because uh, I always allowed actors to have their voice, and you never denigrate a choice. You might no. not like the choice, but you have to gingerly get them that's, over to your side. That's it, that's the goal, because you can do it, but you have to make them feel like they're part of the process. Well, I remember when I was doing a Once Upon a Time and uh, I had a fitting with Jennifer, a first fitting with Jennifer Morrison, who didn't have any costumes, uh, any fairy tale costumes. She was just leather jacket, jeans. Okay. And she walked into the room and my cutter fitter was outside and he was petrified after the, the conversation. <laughs> She just said no to everything. No, oh, no, 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 no. It's always okay. the modern clothes, right? It's so I said, I said, okay, we'll revisit this. Let me take what you've said and let's, Reven let's yeah, revisit rework it. it. And I said, but in the meantime, would you mind just trying on this one jacket to see if the fab, if, if, if the sizing is okay? So, and these were wonderful jackets from uh, Ocean Drive, which you know. Yes. The, the premier uh, uh, leather makers in uh, Vancouver. Vancouver. And so they do very cool motorcycle jackets and they, they cut them to a feminine line. and They're very, very tight and very cool. And so she tried one on and she looked in the mirror and she goes, huh. well, this one isn't too bad. See? While I'm here, let, let, while I'm here, let me try the other one. I, you nailed it. You nailed it, Eduardo. So, that so is such we, a science. So we got her into six jackets. We got her into six no, I love that. It's that you can tell just like I always say to my cast, you know, because my clothes are a little outlandish and they're just like, wow, you know, put a bracelet on my head. What are you talking about? I said, just indulge me. Just indulge me. You know, one of the one of the things I want to get to before our time's up is your illustrations. Um, I truly have never seen a designer do so many illustrations on modern. So I modern TV shows. So you've got Ugly Betty, which is heightened, you know, modern, right. and then you have Once Upon a Time. My question is, is is it um is it something that you make sure that you always do? Is it only when you're building, or is it to get your point well, across? You know, it, it, it's a starting point, and I've always enjoyed drawing. So when I did Ugly Betty, and we had uh, we had Gina Gershon, I did a glamour picture of her of what I wanted to do. And we I actually, I think it was, we found something very similar. It was a uh, Cavalli, it was Cavalli. And then uh, I came from the school of drawing. So, uh, you know, uh, I drew everything. And uh, uh, even like Bob Mackey who draws, you know, when he drew all the Carol Burnett characters, he drew the, he drew the insignificant characters and the principal characters. Right. And, and it, it, I, I kind of enjoyed drawing. And uh, I remember Rose McGowan 
took all her drawings. She took all. She did. Drawings. She's one of my good friends. I'm going to ask her where those drawings are. <laughs> no, she said I need all these drawings, and uh, I gave them to her. But I enjoy doing the drawings. I think it's because I I, I was mentored by Theodora Van Runkel, who right. was the ultimate artist, and and uh, and um, um, you know, it's inspiring to me. And I think that when I do a certain drawing, sometimes. It's uh, like if I do an evil queen, I'll, I'll do right. a, a very basic silhouette. And uh, my, my uh, wonderful cutter Mitchell just understood it and he would like take it's it. It's a great communication <laughs> tool. The <laughs> uh, 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 communication tool is not only the drawing, but also your communication with your workroom. So Huge. every workroom that I have done, I have found a shorthand where I allow that cutter fitter a certain freedom and a, voice, and a, certain, yeah. and a certain voice to yeah. express themselves. And if it's not working, I'll rein it in. But I find <laughs> You're like, whoa, 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 hold but, up. <laughs> but, but I find usually they come up to the plate and like, oh, wow. You know, it's, it's the same with assistants. Uh, when I it inspires to, them. Yeah, when I got to Vancouver, awesome. I rearranged the crew a little bit because mm -hmm. um, I uh, they had what is called an assistant designer. And so there's- Yeah, they don't say ACD, runner, they just say and then, assistant. And then, and, and then they have all these prep costumers. So the prep <laughs> customers answer to the assistant. They never talk to the designer. Isn't that funny? I know I had to learn and that too. I, 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 so I got rid of that. And I made yep. all of these prep people my assistant. There were five. They didn't get assistant rates, but I said, but you're my assistant, okay? You're going to be part of this team. Right. And, 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 and what was great is I allowed the, I, I gave them the freedom. They were there for me a hundred percent. They were with me in choosing the fabrics or choosing the clothes. I love fitting that. the clothes, putting it out onto the set and go from point A to point B so that uh, they were part of the whole situation. I love because I was finding that. out that there were so many prep customers that went out and got stuff, but they never got to see it. They never got to see their work finished or whatever. They were just, I, they were just kind of like uh, these soldiers that went out. And I said, no, 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 no. I want you, I want you, if, I, if we're doing a modern piece, I want yeah. you to go visit our friend Courtney. Uh, She's and, on and here. She said hi earlier. She's I on love here. Courtney. But, you know, and uh, so when I got Kelly, she would go and you know, I had I had one person do modern. I had one person do Smart. late order. Yeah. And um, so, you know, uh, I was blessed that way. I've got a, a message here saying that you, this is encouraging responsibility, creativity, and follow through. I think that's exactly what he's Well, saying. that's exactly what it is because, because uh, it allows that person to see it from beginning to end, to see the fabric for Captain Hook. We found the fabric for Captain Hook. Then we had to age the fabric. Then we had to paint the fabric. Then we had to find the right buttons and the right linings. And then we had to fit it. Thank God it fit perfectly. When What's I that button saw. store in Vancouver? What You know the button oh, store gosh, I'm talking about, yes, right? I can't remember it, but <laughs> it, yeah, uh, it's a great button store. Totally. Uh, it's around the corner from Dresso, but exactly yeah, uh, right on that side yeah. street. <laughs> uh, it's a great, but it's a great button store. Isn't it? Unfortunately, unfortunately, I think in Vancouver, I had to either fly down to Los Angeles a lot of times to get the premier fabrics that I used. But, but that's was, the hardest was, in Vancouver is the fabric. Oh, button button. I think that's it. Button button. button. Yeah, 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 yeah. But 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 um, and then I had such great connections with ISW and Mood, and they would send me swatches and stuff. But and also. The great thing about doing uh, Vancouver as opposed to any other location is 
you could leave at six in the morning and be here at 8.30 and not waste a day. Isn't, that, isn't it funny, those flights, you're on those flights yeah. and you see uh, everybody you know from LA? Oh, yeah. Every, uh, oh, oh, oh. You, the, the best is to see every actress on in first class. You're in there and they all have the same uniform. They're all in black. They all have turtlenecks. They all have hoods. Uh -huh. They all have sunglasses. They all look alike. They're all the same. They're all alike. I think and it's, it's like so funny. Of, I think it is funny. I think it is funny. Yeah. And well, one I'm time Jennifer was next to me and I didn't know. Jennifer, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> I've been on flights with my cast members, or I think oh, it's yeah. funny when we're like, we kind of like fib a little bit, like, oh, I'm maybe oh, yeah. busy, and I'm like, I'm going home. Like, I'm going to take a break this weekend. I'm going well, home. <laughs> one, of my, one of the best flights I had a few years ago, I was flying from Vancouver to Los Angeles, and uh, across the way was Goldie Hawn. Behind Goldie Hawn was Sarah Palin, or Sarah Paulson, Sarah yes. Paulson. And in front of me was Nicolette uh, La uh, uh, Sheridan. Nicolette Sheridan. Sheridan. I had worked with all of them. <laughs> and so we were there chatting. I think uh, Goldie, I did Bird on a Wire. Right, right. Uh, Sarah, I did a movie in Moose Jaw, uh, Canada, a long time ago. And Nicolette, I was like, I must have been like, 22 years old when I worked with her. I did a, a, a series called Paper Dolls okay. with her. And that was like a, 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 like a dynasty wannabe yeah. series. And she played a model. She played a young, young model. Did she, she remember been... you guys from way back oh, when? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, we all remembered each other. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and it, was, it, was, it, it, it was a fun flight to, to think about. Here we wow. are connected. It's so, it's so it's so strange. You know? It is. I'll, I'll never forget. I was in line. It was 6. Because you know the 6 a.m. flight, right? It's yeah. so it's so early. So I'm in line and I see this guy and all of a sudden I'm in love with him and I don't know why. So I was like, oh, this is the moment. Love at first sight. So he comes right next to me. He's got like a baseball cap on, looks very Canadian. He looks up at me and I was I could not breathe. And I said, you know, Mandy, this is your one opportunity to say something. And I looked at him and I said, we should be married. We should have been married by now. And he looks and says, there's still time. That was Luke Perry. Oh I, my, yeah. And that was, it wasn't too long before he passed, yeah. but I remember yeah. thinking, I told Luke Perry we were supposed to be married. Like, and it was funny because he was on the flight next to me in first class. I'm like, hi, I'm the stalker. Hello. <laughs> no, so, okay, no. we've only got about eight minutes left. One of the, I, I can either take a question yeah. or, you know, one of the things until someone asks, I would, I would love, because coming from features, I know that I always put, people in their worlds and their palettes and their tones. And that is one of the things when you watch your shows, whether they're modern or uh, like once upon a time, you seem to make that very important. Does that come from instinctual, the director, the producer, or is that something you always bring to the table? It's always instinctual. Yeah. It's yeah. All, like when I did Pancho Villa, everything was sepia. And I, I just did it that way. I just right. did it that way. You just I, I did it because that, yeah. I, 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 I did it that way. Uh, Be Betty was uh, fairly colorful uh, 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 to a point, to a point. But then the, then the, course, the, my... the boss lady was very light, right? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> she all was right. always very light. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Uh, it was, it exuded power, you know, white, right. uh, light colors exuded power. And so uh, it's all instinctual. I don't really uh, make it a point. At one point when I did Kama Sutra, I got called into the set by the, by the producer. And she said, 
do you mind that the costumes match the scenery? And I said, no, I love it. And, and it was weird because it, in, in some instances, right. it worked. Yeah, and but it's it's taboo on a lot of television. I know people. And, yeah, yeah. And, and I always refer them to a movie with Judy Garland called "I Could Go On Singing," and she has this one scene Ooh. that is so spectacular. She's in a tomato red dress. Got it. And behind her is a tomato red curtain. Okay. And the spot, yeah. and it just was dramatic, and it wouldn't and have it worked any other way. Yeah. So I I think you need to break the rules sometimes, but me too but you have to know how to do it you know it's it, but a lot of what i do is instinctual it's uh, it, it's it's very instinctual it's very organic i can and tell that's the way I, pro I i approach fashion it's like well this looks pretty and no this looks like shit i don't know you, know, <laughs> you have to be careful with 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 fashion because sometimes it can be is it okay to be ridiculous is it okay is it to okay? be ridiculous right, right. or is it not you know and because uh, costume designers it's... bring so much from here and not necessarily what's on paper you know it's coming from out we're not looking at trends and putting them on tv no. because they're trendy we're coming from you know like an organic place um okay yeah. so we have one minute left eduardo yeah. i want to ask is there anything you would say to that aspiring i know you said you know passion and drive but is there we have a lot of colleges that tune in and you know costume designers that have been doing this we've got one minute is there anything that you just want to put out there like yeah i think i think try hard to reach out to costume designers and a good way to do that is through their agents and you can do that through imdb pro they have all of that smart info. smart and agents have they agents will forward uh any kind of thing to you Got and it. occasionally you know do it even if if you want to meet colleen and colleen right? you know colleen atwood who knows sometimes who knows she's She's an enigma herself. She's, <laughs> she's the most amazingly talented costume designer in the world. And yet, uh, you know, trying to, get, trying to get her attention might be hard, but it's not impossible. It's you not impossible. Never, no, I love no, it's that. Not impossible. It's not impossible. And you just, if you, if you want to uh, contact her, con if you want to contact Sandy Powell, do that. If you want to contact, like Let's you said, it. maybe, maybe the new one in, 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 in town is that person who designed Star is Born. Five seconds left. We have five seconds left. There you go. No, I, I want to say thank you.